Before we turn to the word, I would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. Well, okay, first off, I'm worried because there's a bunch of storms here in Texas. Okay. But I also saw a post the other day that there was some hail somewhere, and someone cleverly, and maybe for the first time ever, pointed out, where's your global warming now? <laughs> I've never heard that. Uh, I've never heard that before. It's great. It was, it was a zinger. Right. Yeah, they're like, check check this, AOC. Is this how the world's going to end in 12 years? <laughs> Literally uh, eviscerated. Uh, one inch of snow. Uh, it, I think that the global warming messaging, it, it happens a lot where you'll see arguments coming from scientists and you'll be like, I don't think that's dumb or catchy enough to, to hit, you know? Like, they're like, oh, overfishing and... Uh, global warming and uh you know the maya side i'm like these aren't cool enough all right like we gotta we gotta stick with what we know you know like global warming oh oh now you mean climate change sounds like they don't know what the fuck they're talking about they really don't like what are they doing in their lofty ivory laboratory towers (laughs) uh fair point looking Um, over all of us with their reptilian eyes right and you know what I mean? Three parentheses around that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do. I feel like I. Yeah. I feel. I feel like we've read enough of this Bible that I know exactly uh, what type of dog you're whistling for. <laughs> All of them. All of them. Oh, I want a special dog whistle that get, that just triggers gets everyone. He gets all the dogs coming to my yard you know for my milkshake. I was going to ask you something because I I've been reading the gamut of it. It is Gay Pride Month. Is that What's going on right now? It's June. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not. I didn't know it was Gay Pride Month. What I did know is that here in Orlando, uh, shit got really gay very, very quickly. Like my neighbor unfurled a gay flag in front of his um, yard, and I was like, I didn't know he was gay. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize like, that's good of him to come out so brazenly. That good for him, you know. I didn't realize it might just be like a general, like, hey, we're here for you type vibe until I started seeing it all over like red and stuff. Oh uh, sure, sure. Yeah, it's know. uh, it's out, and, uh, how, it's out and about. How is it there in your? Some, how is it in your neck of the woods? Um, let's see. I haven't left my house since June started, so <laughs> I'm not sure. It's only four days in, dude. Yeah, you're a piece of shit. Um, yeah. No, nah, it's uh here in Orlando. It's uh, I think especially after Pulse nightclub. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Like uh, like it's not even uh, up for debate anymore. We are fucking proud of our gays. Like get fucked assholes, you know. Like uh, yeah, yeah. I well, okay. I was joking when I said I haven't been out about. I've been around about my little country ass town. Right. I haven't been to either of the cities yet, but I'm sure like Austin is in full swing. It's gotta be. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I I was um, <laughs> obviously I was on our date Christian uh, Catholic memes, you know. Yeah. And uh, they are not having it. It's weird to me for people to get so butthurt. 
that gay pride exists. Like, how angry of a person do you have to be to be annoyed at other people having pride in their own general lives, you know? Yeah, like, I understand the plight of the Catholics. Like, their hate speech isn't your costume, all right? <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it, it must feel pretty shitty to have your cultural appropriation, you know, uh, uh, be uh, lambasted in such a way. Um, cause uh, I the, hate Catholics. Like, they're like, oh, well, what if a children saw... Uh, two gay guys kissing, and you're like, oh, fucking, what happens when you kiss kids? I don't know. Yeah. They cut it out in general. <laughs> man, the tables have turned. Oh, uh, man. I uh, I remember, I don't know, I always thought that uh, homophobia was kind of a, I mean, we've talked about it at length, but uh, yeah. I've just been thinking about it more and more. Like, it, It's weird to me that the Catholics are still holding on. At least, maybe not, I mean, I, I can't paint them all with that brush, but at least the ones that I've seen publicly. Uh, coming out in full force against the gays. It's weird to see them still be like, yeah, but I think this can't be good for children to see two men kiss it. Like, it just can't be good. Like, oh, now you care about kids? Like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Yeah, and here's the thing. The people that are out there being openly homophobic, they're so stuck back in Leviticus. Like, we're through numbers now. <laughs> we're through numbers How now, are you like... still living the Levit life? The, the, the cool thing now is pogroms, all right? It's not about... <laughs> We're yeah, d- a we're, lot of those. We're mostly done with laws. It's now into uh, genocide, just normal good shit. Um, yeah, that, that pretty much sums up numbers, which, by the way, is what we're doing today. Um, we're the Revelations Podcast. You come to us so that you don't have to read the Bible. I'm Grant DeVoist. I'm Cole Delusky. And this is one of our famous recap episodes that we're known for. Uh, we're going to be looking back. <laughs> What's odd last... is that this is, I think, the closest to the actual format I think we're attempting. Like, this is the closest we get to, like, an actual book club. Sure. It like, is very, uh, I mean, it's more cliff notesy. that's for sure. I feel like that's what we're straining <laughs> to accomplish here is some semblance of a shitty fucking book club. And this is about as close as we get to it, whereas the rest is more like a narration and commentary. But, uh... That's fair. We're in the meat now. So, so what we're going over this week or this uh, Wednesday or whatever day this is releasing on, <laughs> oops, Depends is on how uh, you get. is the last eight episodes, um, which were all numbers. Um, I just looked that up real quick, and uh, we just want to kind of go back over and and hit some of the high points and talk about what numbers is really about. But before we get into that, we need to settle the small argument we had, right? Uh. Yeah, so I know we talk about this every episode, but I feel like the recap episodes, while they are the least amount of content, are almost the most important. I mean, we don't, we're not as, uh, we don't cover as much in breadth, but I feel like this is when we come back and like really chew on it. Because I think Numbers especially is a book that is thus far the most confusing, disjointed, bullshit one that I've read yet. So I feel like you could only really take it at a, as a whole. Because if you read it in order the way it's written, you're just like, oh, I don't, you know, this is stupid. Yeah, there's so many disjointed, uh, like, narrative lines, right? Like, for instance, the, the destruction of the Midianites, right? We, we cut that in half yeah. across two different episodes just because of the random-ass laws that and, and uh, instructions on what, inheritance and, rights or something? Yeah, and, like, Joshua's in charge, Joshua isn't in charge, Moses is dead, and, you know, Aaron and shit. But yeah, um, so it, it it's very nonlinear. Yeah. Also, that that's a big one. That's actually my biggest gripe with numbers overall is that it's not linear. halfway through. <laughs> well, no, halfway through, if we saw Moses hand off 
control of the Israelites, which he's had since Exodus, right? Like mm-hmm. two books back. He finally handed off control to Joshua, and then nothing changed. It was still just Moses leading people around. And spoiler alert, I'm pretty sure that's most of all what we're going to see in uh, Deuteronomy, the next book. So yeah. we're not even done with that nonsense. Ugh. But yeah, we just so we had a little disagreement about whether or not whether or not these groups of people that they're slaughtering wholesale out of the desert um, as they are encounter also them, quote unquote Semitic. God's people. Mm-hmm. Well, in ex- <clears throat> sorry, in Genesis 13, well before the forefathers of these tribes were born, God decreed that uh, Abraham was to circumcise every male in his camp. So I have to assume that when he had boys later, that was just already in the lineup. I guess. Which uh... makes them technically part of the covenant. Uh, Abraham gave gifts to the sons of the concubines, which Abraham had, but she was still living. He sent them eastward so that they wouldn't fuck with his kid. I just, I don't know. It doesn't specifically mention it, although, and it does for some, it doesn't for others. I, I'll concede that I guess they should be circumcised, because if Ishmael was circumcised, I would think that they would be circumcised. So I'll give it to that. I don't know. Which makes it even more depressing when here, how, you know, just a handful of generations later um you're just putting them all to the sword left and right you you would think it was like that scene when you realize are we the bad guys as you're just cutting through men sheltering and cowering their children and like grab the virgins and take them with us you know and you, you're just ripping off their clothes so you can sell them and then you're like wait a minute they're circumcised and you look at your own dick and you're like fuck are we are we the bad guys here <laughs> no no great obviously the greatest example of mass murder in numbers is God killing his own people, but the greatest example of murder that was committed on another group of people by the Israelites was these Midianites, these Moabites. And what was that for? It was because their women liked having sex with you. Like, <laughs> yeah, which it's is just... the worst. Oh, it's <laughs> fucking roasties. Yeah, I, I don't know. It. Do you think there's a theme? So, like we said, it's disjointed. Do you think that there is a something that makes numbers all one book? Versus I don't like- know. I feel like if there is a theme, and this might just, again, be my cynic take on it, is that it just kind of continues to set up the cult. It continues okay. to be like... We are the church. You bow before us. You do what we say. You don't fucking question us. Eat our fucking ass. Here's what happens to people who fuck with us. Here's who happens to outsiders that fuck to it with us. Here's how, what happens to insiders that fuck with us. Generally speaking, uh, I just want you... You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of um, uh, the Sherlock Holmes movies with um, Robert Downey Jr. That okay. The first one. The first one. We're like, they're building the cult and like, look at our powers and we're going to strike down England and take back the colonies, blah, blah, blah. And they're they're making all this effort to try to pretend that uh, Lord Blackwood has magic powers to try to exact control on the rest of the nation. He's like, I'm going to make it, I'm going to go to Parliament and I'm going to kill all of them with my quote unquote magic and then the rest will fall in line due to their fear. I'm like, yeah, you took that right out of numbers, all right? I got it. Thank you so much. Yeah, and it's... It's yeah, and it's just not. I don't know. It's nonsensical. The whole thing, the whole that whole plan. I don't know. Something I was thinking about is like, do you think the Jews are like 
still pumped that they're with God? That's a good question. I mean, a lot of times you see them in numbers complain, right? Yeah. Complain about no water, complain about having to eat the same food. So if I, let's say, complain to my parents that they're, they have me chained in the basement like a dog and beat me every night. (laughs) And as in response to my complaint, they like cut off my toes. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, I guess I'm pretty happy to be with my parents. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm like yeah, this is all coming to plan. I thought it was an interesting book. I thought you had the, you know you had the rebellion of uh, Korra. Uh, yeah. Uh, who is it? Uh, it's, that's one of the Dathan Avatar sequels. And Abiram, right? you know. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you just had a lot of instances where people are just rebelling against God. I I feel like, and I know my Bible tries to hype it that these rebels are like evil characters, you know, Mm -hmm. that like my concordance is like, this is what happens when you challenge the authority of God. And this is what happens when you dare to step out of place on what God's plan is for you and blah, 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 blah. But oddly enough, it seems like the Bible kind of, I feel like it takes their stance on it. I feel like we understand the point of view of the rebels, but I don't really understand the point of view of like God, Moses, and Aaron. Oddly enough, I don't really think you hear a lot of why Moses and Aaron are so pissed or what their motivations are. Uh, it just seems to be like, hey, we don't like that you're in charge of us. We don't like the way you're treating us. You're not my fucking dad. Uh, eat my ass. And Moses is like, we'll see. And then they all die. Yeah, I mean, it goes back, I think, to our uh, what we talk about pretty often, the schematic narrative. This isn't supposed to unveil some deep motive for God. Um, obviously there's the, you're the chosen people throwaway line that what every group of people I would imagine have some version of, this is not to help them understand that this is to make sure they know what will get them fucked up. You know, this is the boogeyman story you tell your kids so that they don't sneak out of bed at night to go take candy out. This is, this is the, this is the equivalent of being like, that's a bait car and don't get in there. You know, yeah, that's five ten. But there isn't even a bait card. So. <laughs> it's just, it's just being human. Uh, I thought yeah. it was interesting. Um, well, we had the death of Aaron. We had, I guess, the preparation for the death of. It see, it seems weird that they put the quote unquote death of Moses like right there in the middle, even though he's not dead, dead. But uh, yeah, like, there's so much part stuff like that that was annoying in here. Yeah, I thought it sucked dick. I hate or that it. we get halfway through the book and it's like, yeah, we got to Canaan. Now, granted, it's the Israelites' faults for complaining about the spies seeing giant men in there, but what it's a, like you're like, okay, we're at Canaan, and now at the end of the book, we're still only just now getting into it, right. like crossing the river, etc. Um, I don't know. I really, but so I, again, I don't want to do too much spoiler stuff, but I know that once we get into Joshua, a few books down the road, we're still going to be dealing with like taking over Canaan. Which is really annoying. Uh, yeah, it'll be annoying. I uh, well, they haven't even really. They've just been kill. <laughs> they've just been hitting soft targets, killing other uh, uh, Israel or uh, Semites. You know. Yeah, sure. They've just been going after the weaker tribes. You know, the Midianites and their own people. You know, um, uh, <laughs> people that'll fuck them. For some reason, they just love to kill the only people that would have sex with them. Um, 
But uh, I don't know. You know what I was thinking is interesting is I'm like going back through some of the other chapters and like preparing for this one and stuff. And it's weird how many things that I don't know if it's just a testament to how dumb this book is or that I'm not really paying attention or that the stories just seem like like even I know that it's an anthology, you know, and that it's like, you know, Deuteronomy, Numbers, Leviticus, it's a collection of books. But even the individual chapters within those books also just seem like an anthology. They just seem largely disjointed so it almost doesn't even make sense it feels like an episode of like the simpsons you know where like a chapter will happen and there'll be something that increases the character development and then there'll be stuff that they mention where i'm like that'd be weird if they just let that drop right like um i know at like the end of i want to say exodus let me go back and figure yeah. out do you remember that he god was like by the way i'm giving you my angel who's gonna go with you this whole time and if you fuck oh, up, yeah. he's going to kill you. And then they never mention him ever again. You know? <laughs> I mean, maybe he's the one that's, like, letting the snakes loose or something. I guess. I mean, if we want to get done with it and just say that, oh, every... Uh, and he could, if he every... could be the one that... Go ahead. He could be the one that was going to, like, kill the donkey and stuff, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if every inconsistency of the Bible is just exclaimed, like, oh, no, that's probably what God meant. Uh, we'll just fill in the gaps of this bullshit book, too. So it's kind of what you're saying is it's like the uh, end of every Arrested Development episode, yeah, I guess. where they're like next week and then none of it happens ever. Yeah, you're like next week this is happening. It's just yeah, it, it, it seems weird. Uh, I liked. Uh, I just felt like Numbers is setting up, and I haven't read ahead. I haven't started Deuteronomy yet. Um, I really need to, but um, I'm behind on my reading. But um, that's okay. I I feel like it's so weird that Numbers just seems to be. Like, I feel like the point of it is just to be like, oh, by the way, you were a bunch of tribes wandering the desert and my people have come out of Egypt and, and we'll all be, we're all together as a team. But here's how you shield the Levites with your body. And here's how you shield Aaron. And, and here's how you form a phalanx around us. And here's how you sacrifice yourself. And the Levites stay safe. And Aaron's the king of those guys. And, and we get all your free food. And you guys got to go fight to the death. But definitely you guys are all just expendable bullshit uh, fodder to protect yeah. the church. Yeah, it's almost like the uh, the part of the Bolshevik Revolution where it went from yay everyone is going to be you know this is a land for the people and then like the oligarchy the the Stalin type stuff starts kicking in. Like you guys need to go uh, fight in the snow without weapons so that we can reduce the amount of uh, <laughs> mouths to feed. But um, yeah, just one gun for the six of you. But um, yeah, it just I don't know. It seems weird that they're like they're just a bunch of uh, farmers, I guess, or uh, shepherds, and they're like, "All right, yeah. but here's how you protect the tabernacle, and this is all covered in gold." It just get it just seems to be keeping getting more and more uh, like a cult, and it's weird how obvious it is. Like it's not even mystical. Like I don't know why you would nail like to me. If I were writing the Bible, I would cut out a lot of this and just talk about how happy they were to serve and how God was such a sweet dude, you know, but. That's yeah. just me. I've never made a cult. I, obviously, this one's a lot more successful than me. They, you know, they. Uh, so far, so far, you know. Let's give let's give us a couple thousand years, dude. You know. But uh, um, so here's a question for you: What was your favorite little one-off piece of hardcore Bible story? I think uh, I think like like my personal favorite was Moses being like when they bring back the sex slaves and he's like, what are all these yeah. women oh, doing no. here? And they're like, we just thought we'd bring women and children back. And then he's like, no, you kill women and children. That's our like <laughs> one rule. 
Like I'm like unless they're virgins. You're literally less moral than Jean Reno in the professional, you know? <laughs> Which is impressive. Which is impressive, because John Reno, not a particularly moral guy in that movie. All he does is take care of one little girl who's like, no women, no kids. But Moses Moses don't play by that rules. He's got his own set, you know? He's got stockholders to uh, to, to to please. Well you that's know? that's how you know Moses wasn't a professional. Yeah. How do we uh how do we I feel like this chapter especially sort of brings into question God's divine morality, you know? Okay. Like, I don't what? think in today's society, like, I don't, I think God killing 24,000 of them for complaining one time is, I, that's got to be murder. That's got to be one of the commandments breaking right there. Like, that's not self-defense. God's not, God's not defending himself or, this is premeditated, in anger, I'm going to fucking smite you. By the way, here's all the rules of why not to do murder. Like, get fucked, asshole, you know? Yeah, yeah. Monkey see, monkey do. Uh, um, sure. <laughs> I don't know. Like do as that. I say, not as I do, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. But, I mean, you if you want people to follow your lead, then make sure you're doing the right thing. I think that, uh, yeah, it's not a good example. It definitely, if you're going to look up to God as say a parent like from the standpoint of being a parent maybe mm-hmm. there's going to be a really you're going to get cps called on you i guess we could say <laughs> uh to say the least like you're going to be a violent vindictive asshole and i hate it when you see these things where it's like no god is just love and like he did all these things out of love i just can't fathom that i guess it's too much it, if god isn't full love then is he still cool? I don't know. Like, does it? Does he have to be all merciful, all powerful, all all uh, all good and all knowing? You know, like I think of those stupid memes I see on Facebook where it's like, uh, like some guys like God doesn't exist because good and evil, and he's like, is there such a thing as darkness? And he's like, what? He's like, darkness is the absence of the light, and God's all good, and that was Einstein, you know. But uh, but you know, like these bullshit platitudes that um, to me it just brings into question it. it uh, I think it's like a quote from um, uh, who's the guy that wrote a uh, Tom Sawyer. Uh, Mark Twain. Huckberry. Yeah, Mark Twain. I guess had a quote that said the uh, cure for Christianity is reading the Bible. <laughs> well, and I I was like, ah, that's a joke. But I didn't really know what the fuck he was talking about. And then the more I read it, the more I just go like, man, God. Like every time God gets involved, he just ends up killing a bunch of Jews. I don't even think. Thus far, I have not seen God outside of Egypt, maybe, uh, use his plagues to hurt anyone but Jews. Yeah. Like, this entire book is him being like, and you shall fight your way through those whores in uh, Midian. And they're like, cool. And he's like, but if you fuck up, I'm going to summon magic snakes to kill you. But like, couldn't you use your magic snakes on the Midians? He's like, no, 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 you got to do that shit, but you better not complain. <laughs> and this is, a, this is your uh, episodic reminder that the snakes never went away. He just made them immune <laughs> to their venom. So you're still getting bit left and right. That's literally the snakes that exist. That's why we have vipers. It's uh, a bunch of Jews complained. Uh, uh, I'm putting that in my mythology. Years ago. Um, but since you didn't ask me what my favorite part of the book was. <laughs> Tell I'm me what your favorite it. part of the book is. I, I'm, dying to, I'm dying to know, Grant. <laughs> it's got to be the 42 billion dove, or uh, quail that I, they uh, killed in a 48-hour period. That just... Gets me going. You love that? 40, 42 billion quails. I mean, that's, again, we went over this, but each person killed 17,500 quails for a total of about 
3,500 pounds. Yeah. Okay. So remember, the Israelites single-handedly, well, 2.5 million-handedly, killed what would have been uh, two times the number of chicken that are currently alive on the planet. So... Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's my favorite I, little tidbit. I thought numbers had something for everybody. You had them cursing Miriam with a, uh, with a uh, leprosy. You know. Yeah, that was good. That was fucking. Got sick. her. I love that. Like yeah. Moses and Aaron are like, or um, sorry, Aaron and Miriam are like Moses. You're not. You know, you're, you you rule over us. You're a fucking little asshole. And God's like, you guys are both saying that shit. All right, Miriam, you have leprosy. Aaron, you're cool, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that. It's it's funny that they often included the plagues when women were involved, at least in numbers. Like I don't, that's not the case earlier in the Bible. But Miriam has the sickness show up on her arm when the uh, Israelites are sleeping with Midianite women. The plague comes around. It, they kind of are starting to, I think, draw a pretty clear line between women and uh, you know venereal disease. They are they are the source of all sin and misery. Yeah. Um, hey, Eve started it. Yeah, she's a, just saying. She's just another in a long line of bitches trying to take men down and get what had coming to them. Hashtag Handmaid's Tale win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's make that man. big on Twitter, guys. Let's make that big on Twitter. Uh, I don't know. She's a lot of murder. Um, I, I, I don't know. It. I can't consolidate it. I can't understand any real moral truth to this. I, I, maybe I'm just being a dick. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm being deliberately. Well, let's try to. Let's play, let's, let's play, uh, let's play my God's game. advocate. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, yeah, perfect. Um, okay. So let's say, let's, let's play kind of like liberal Christian for a second. Okay. Let's say that this book is not supposed to be taken literally. Okay. That God related to humanity in this case, like ancient Hebrew people to give them a guide path and that this was the best way to communicate these things to them. So he didn't actually kill all these people, but this would get the point across to an ancient mind. Maybe. How about that? I mean, does that, that is just a series of warnings, you know? Yeah. Like, um, yeah, it's like, it's like when you see your daughter wearing too much makeup and you're like, you're going to get raped, you know? Well, I was going to say like that. You're not going to be able to get the makeup off, but, (laughs) <laughs> like, like, uh, like, like, just let me know. Here's what happens when you uh, act out against me. The worst case scenario, the worst possible fucking scenario, is going to happen to you. Sure. We're talking- like my parents used to tell me that when I crossed my eyes, they get stuck that way. Ah, uh, exactly. Or that uh, if I sat too close to the TV, they would hit me with a bullwhip. You know. <laughs> I think that's the other one that they would say. <laughs> yeah, like, like, get away from the TV. Um. Uh, there's so many little things that also just don't make sense. I, I think the Levitical cities of refuge are kind of funny. That whole uh, game of tag once you murder somebody. Oh, yeah. That was a really good part, actually. That's so, good part. That's something good. The whole um, idea that, yeah, those the, the Calvin Ballness of it. Yeah. Just that, yeah, you got to stay inside the city limits. If you step out and they're waiting for you in a bush, they can <laughs> kill you until the judge dies. I think it's a... I, I, I read it and I go, man, this is some fucking metal shit. But I don't feel like it's a, a set for morals. It's just like, okay, here's here's how you sacrifice your body for the church. Here's how you guys sacrifice all your fucking food to the church. Which is all the more confusing that God keeps torturing them for being so hungry. You know? 
task. Sure. When they're just like, by the way, I need a a goat killed twice a fucking day. Like, that's good meat. Like, no, we're just going to throw it in the fire. Like, we're all literally starving to death and complaining about food. But, like, take your fucking goat and throw it into a fire. Like, "Mm." Well, God needs. Here's here's kind of a counter to your not finding morality in it, is that for all of your, I would say mostly legitimate complaints with the way God acts and the way God dishes out punishment on his people, didn't this book keep them alive and then keep the religion and its spawns alive into modern times? I, I mean, isn't that? I don't know. Is that does that justify it? No, I'm not saying me. that. Like, I, I just... don't know. It makes me think. I saw this video on Reddit today, of a um, <laughs> of a lady trying to get her kid to eat food. Uh, it's like a little. It's like a. It's like a young boy, and she's trying right. to like be like, "Here's your dinner. Eat your dinner. It's mashed potatoes." And he goes, "No," and she goes, "Okay," and she grabs a stuffed animal. And she's like, let's see if the stuffed animal will eat its food. And she's like, oh, the stuffed animal doesn't want to eat its food? And then she just starts punching the stuffed animal in the face over and over, like, strangling it. And the kid's like, oh, shit. She's like, are you going to eat your food? And he's like, okay, yes, please. Give me the food. You know, like, like I see what you did to Mr. Floppy Ears. I'll, I'll eat the fucking food, you know? And uh, So it works. Yeah, it works. Uh, it, like, the kid <laughs> ate. He lived another day. God, you know, you know how kids love to just starve themselves to death voluntarily. Um, well, yeah, just like those prisoners, those uh, Muslim prisoners were doing yeah, in Guantanamo yeah, Bay. You know how eight-year-olds love hunger strikes. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was probably about apartheid or something. But um, it was just interesting that like a lot of people came out of the fucking woodworks to be like, wow, that's a really shitty way to parent your fucking kid. Like, You mean to tell me that the best way you could sort of – you know, the kid has to eat. You have a moral high ground here, and the best you can do to sort of uh, extol why he needs to eat and where these values come from is by torturing and punching another animal as an example. Like, seems kind of fucked it's, up. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely, I think that she's, she's uh, tapping into the same sort of, like, sadist human tendencies that, got this bible written you know we have of course that there's a part of us that what she's doing makes a lot of sense right yeah. it got the kid to eat she needed the kid to eat for his own good right so we're not going to agree that the execution is moral or that it was healthy for the kid in the long run psychologically but that's <laughs> not the kind of stuff we used to think about so i mean i mean from a from an ancient interpretation standpoint i kind of get the over the topness mm-hmm. I also think that people who are defending it today as something we should still base our lives and morality on, that's when I run into a problem. I guess, do you think we're wrong, Grant? Do you think we're the fucking idiots? Like, I mean, we could be. I've I'm not it, saying I'm I've not. I've heard it before that like, if you have your moral code and the Bible has its moral code and they're not in agreement, the Bible's right, you're wrong. That's the point of the Bible. Sure, which is dangerous, of course. But... Me, for my money, when I capture women and kids, I don't just murder everyone but the virgins. That's just me. That's how I would do business, you know. Uh, well, you're wrong. If I, <laughs> if I was writing, if I was writing season eight of Game of Thrones, I probably would have skipped that part. I wouldn't have, uh, you know, murdered innocent children. But that's just me. That's my feeling about infanticide and God's love for life or some bullshit. Yeah, I mean, there's no question that someone c- could take this, like ISIS has taken the Quran. 
and justify some pretty atrocious things. You know, yeah. there's no, it's easy. It'd be super easy to like, do. Let's be clear. Uh, Here's a definitive story about what to do for interlopers who try to seduce you with their shitty women is that you go in, kill all the men and uh, kill everyone who's not a virgin. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at virgin things like, uh, what, what was the uh, group of people at um, Waco? Look at those guys. Oh, uh, it's like the David something David saw or saw. The Cor- the yeah, but it was what was their group called? I thought they were the Koreshians or something. It was named after. Yeah, there was like a there was a. Anyways, they were they had like a biblical name. They're, those groups are you know they're like small town ISIS. They're Amer- they're Christian ISIS. I, I, I think um, I think they were just a couple of nut jobs. I don't think they'd hurt anyone, but I'm not that familiar with the story. They there was a reason that they did hurt people. And we're stockpiling guns. It wasn't. <laughs> well, you know, when the end of days is coming, you got to prepare. Um, exactly. And they shot it. I mean, they they got in a firefight. They got what had come um, to them, sure. And if they could, and if they could According have, had, the if they if they could have convinced enough people in like their county and then maybe their state, then hell yeah, they would have tried insurrection. There's no question. Yeah. yeah well, if they could, if they could turn their I mean, religion into a state religion, God gives them a moral high ground to deal with. Uh, well, that's uh, just my point. And harlots, you know. My point is that if you take a lot of this literally. And here's the thing, it's impossible to take literally because you're reading something interpreted at least a few dozen times between you and the original author. But if you decide to make your own truth about this Bible, you can do fucked up things in its name. There's no question. So, you know, that's where Christians are like, well, you got to rely on the Holy Spirit guiding you, yada, yada, yada. You can't just take these words and be like, yes, the Bible is all-knowing and it tells me exactly what i need to do because i don't just listening to google reading our concordance and seeing how often we're like well we think this word means this or that or the other you can't use this as as literal truth it's it's ridiculous uh speaking of which i'm just going through some of the concordances in my book and i i think numbers is also uh, especially delicious for the fact that even my concordance is like i don't know this part's fucking weird too bro (laughs) i don't get it like um uh, one of Balaam's prophecy that God has observed no iniquity or wickedness within Israel. Yet he's constantly being like these wicked, iniquitous Israelites. I just got to keep killing them, you know? Yeah, it's like when uh, it's like someone's bringing their prized uh, beauty pageant girl out onto the stage. And you can see where her makeup's all stained, like running from the tears. And she's like, oh, it's my, my perfect little girl. <laughs> Everyone like, well, we just heard her screaming yeah. behind the stage, so like, I don't know. Yeah, I t- are you holding her tooth? Like, where the fuck we're, is li- we're, we're glad you dressed her up all pretty, but uh, Jeez, come on. You know, like, my boy's perfect. And you're like, uh, why is his arm in a yeah, splint? <laughs> there's definitely something disturbing about God saying, I have found no fault. And I was like, well, with friends like these. <laughs> yeah, like, you are my perfect boy. No hanging wires. Uh, so we've got... We've got four books under us. Let's just, I feel like, let's finish up. Let's talk about what you think of God book by book. Like, what was the God of Genesis like compared I mean, he was, to the God we're dealing with now? He was super wholesome until Noah came along, which was only, what, like four or five chapters in? Even then, um, I felt like the flooding of the earth was less malicious than, like, the plagues we're seeing now. They were less... Uh, or do you know what was the most malicious was making the inevitable situation that was the garden of eden right because none of this would have happened if it wasn't for that which is disturbing i feel like the garden of eden is like when you take like a frozen turkey and you put it in a vat of uh like boiling oil 
and it okay. spills over and it starts a kitchen so fire. Far, like, so fuck, good. fuck, fuck. I thought this would work out. But <laughs> like, like, get the fucking it's all it's everywhere. Uh, you know, like you really you really thought this was gonna work out, God, but uh it was a stupid idea. Um, sure. Like, I, like God from Genesis is just like a weird goof, just walking around. He just shows up at people's houses, like, "Hey, have you heard about Sodom?" And, and that's right. And the eradic- wrestling Jacob. Oddly enough, the eradication of humanity in Genesis is it like six or seven? The Noah's flood. Uh, it's really early, like that. Just yeah. seemed like uh, it. Just seemed like it seemed like he was like, "Boy, my computer is full of viruses. I better do a factory reset." Like it didn't seem as impassioned. He was just like, "Up." Oh, Looks like the earth is full of wickedness. I better fucking do a flood, you know? Whereas yeah. it constantly is talking about God's wrath and God's anger and how much he fucking hates the Jews, you know? And and just how just how here in Numbers, he, after whipping the shit out of his Israelites, he talks about how good they are. He makes <laughs> Noah the only righteous man on earth. And what does Noah do the moment he gets off the boat that just saved him but get completely trashed? <laughs> he's up like he's a complete mess. Oh, man. I think, like, when I think of God in Numbers, I think of, like, a very complex relationship with a trailer park dad and his uh, skank daughter. Like, I just think okay. of him just being like, you know, I like, he just comes home drunk, like, where do you think you're going? She's like, I'm going out. And he's like, the hell you are. You gotta make dinner. And he just passes out in the doorway, you know? Yeah. And um, it, just, it just becomes more like, well, I get that maybe God loves the Israelites. I mean, he's certainly going out of his way to kind of be with them and help them, but his yeah. love is so malformed and fucking wicked and terrible. Like, um, you know, it just, it just seems so complex that he's like, you know, I love you kids as he's like fucking, as you're like holding your broken arm and like, getting covered <laughs> and like, like falls from being pushed down the steps in anger. You're like, yeah, yeah, I got it. You know, it, it is almost obnoxious how many times we have to, call back to like the abuse of father with him, but it, it, it really it up, is yeah. so evocative. I think it's so, it really is the perfect line. I mean, you're going to, gonna, you're going to kill those Palestinians or I'm going to do to you what I was going to do to them. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's like that angry dad, at the football game. It's like, you catch the fucking ball. And you're like, Oh, I'm going to get beat when I get home. <laughs> I know I'm going to be in the desert for 40 more years. I blew, now. Fuck it. I blew it at practice and now I'm going to get uh, it. Yeah. It's rough. But you know what we're going to do anyway? We're going to keep reading. We're going to keep on going. We're going to read this whole damn thing. Uh, yeah, I think I feel like nailed it. Uh, are you excited about Deuteronomy? Are we ready to get into this shit? No. I think it's going to be the worst yet. I've I've heard, not horror stories. Everyone said Numbers was going to be the worst, so I don't even know what yeah, to which, expect. Yeah, it was anymore. fun. Yeah. But. Dude, we're like 10% of the way done, maybe a little I more. I know, we're getting through it. You're welcome. One-eighth even. Yeah. Mixing my fractions and percentages. Sorry, folks. <laughs> okay. One last numbers play for you. Nice. Yeah, thanks. So that's it. That's numbers. That's the whole damn thing. That's our recap. Um, we'll be back on Sunday with the first episode of Deuteronomy. It's going to be, I think, a blast. Yeah. It's going to be. I know. I, I have don't, no idea. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm flipping through it now, actually. Yeah, it says that. The, yeah, it looks like a bunch of. Who knows? We'll see. Let's not spoil it. Come back. We'll break open Deuteronomy. In the meantime, uh, try to have a safe rest of the week. Look out for climate change. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and, it's uh, not real. And uh, change your profile pic to a rainbow flag, so everyone knows. Yes. And I mean, I'm, you're kind of you're kind of being mean. What do you mean? I think, but well, come on, you're being a little tongue in cheek. What do you mean? You're not an ally. I'm a 
fucking ally. What are you talking about? I'm the ally. Mm. I'm the mm. one with the All bolt right, well, cutters cutting the chains behind the truck, you know? What does that mean? <laughs> does that mean what? <laughs> you don't even live in Texas, so that doesn't make sense. That's, that's something they you do know? out here. Like I'm Jesus, you know, fuck. That was a bad joke. <laughs> okay. So, uh, it, I don't have anything else to say. If you don't already, follow us on Twitter at Revelations. Uh, you can send us emails at revelationspodcast at gmail.com. Keep listening and keep not reading the Bible. That's what we're here for. Goodbye, folks. <laughs>